Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I want to thank you for joining me on each and every podcast. If you're new here, hello, welcome. It's awesome to have you part of the journey. If you're, you know, an old soul around here, then welcome back for another week. Thank you for blowing my mind. Thank you for blowing your own mind. And collectively, just stoked that we can have a space where we talk about, you know, sometimes complicated issues and and just work through how that works in real time you know like this life we live is a complicated thing it can be a beast at times and i want to tame that beast by understanding that you know there's some weird stuff that goes on in life there's some things about us that we don't understand that we try and undersimplify and if you really kind of look at huge topics sometimes the outcome and 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 that kind of stuff it can be explained you know like there's a reason why there's so much unhappiness and it's because we don't talk about stuff we don't really dive deep we only look for like an algorithm answer and I'm, I'm confident that this journey of the podcast about you know talking to a thousand people and 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 trying to get as varied views as possible and nuanced opinions on ideas is good for us so It's all good stuff, and I thank you all for joining this journey. This episode is brought to us by floatculture.co.nz. They are the float culture of New Zealand. They're the float leaders in this country. So if you're interested in floating, or you've never floated and want to float, or you're a float guru, uh, floatculture.co.nz is the place to be. Uh, Check out all of the offers that they've got there. Um, just good stuff happening and look and look I talked to Di Henwood about floating and he had some good stuff to say in fact my favorite bit that he talked about floating is this little clip here for me it's almost like a massage for people who don't like being touched by someone else <laughs> like it's sort of for me it's the perfect combination between a massage and full meditation mm. it's almost like um, for people out there I mean at the moment mindfulness is a very yep. sort of um, hot topic and um, a, f- a float is something where you can it's enforced meditation like people you try and sit down on your pillow or your seat and do meditation and you got your app or whatever mm. but in there if, if you just let your mind go it will slowly calm True. Eh? and a float you're in there for long enough that after about 15 minutes or sort of like the first music plays for about 10 minutes yeah. to ease you into it and then after that I find your mind um, it does just calm I really love that talking about floating uh, is a bit difficult for someone who has never floated and Di had a nice way of putting it you know so it's about if you don't like touching but you want the massaging floating is awesome so check out floatculture.co.nz all right team it's time to get into this week's episode with my very special guest he's he's a mindfulness kind of expert um, um, but that would only be kind of wrapping him in a box he's just this interesting person that that I came across and I asked if I said Wimal will you please be on my podcast and he said sure when do you want me and I said tomorrow and he's like okay I'll drive over to your house and 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 today me and Wimal let me just get his name right because Vimal Vikramasura and uh you know we go deep we go deep into his story coming to New Zealand as a 17 year old man boy from uh, Sri Sri Lanka and and coming 
coming up as a Kiwi and what that meant and, and how he got into the world of mindfulness and, and, and tinkering around with the brain, you know. That's part of what I was saying to you guys is that I don't think we kind of understand that it's like body and mind, you know, like we train the body. There's a there's a 24-hour gym on every corner, but there's not a 24-hour mind gym on every corner. And and that's what Vimal is, for me, that's what he represents. And it comes across in our chat. I really do hope you enjoy our chat. And that's enough chat from me. Let's get into this episode of Please Blow My Mind. Thank you all for blowing my mind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Wimal, thank you for joining me in my laundry on my podcast. It's a pleasure, man. And I want to uh, just quickly tell the audience how I how I met you. So you came to the place I work, that's uh, MIT in Auckland, and you did this um, kind of hour-long talk about mindfulness, and I was watching you, and it was a bit tough because I was trying to go along with what you were saying, but I was also recording because I do a, a little bit of camera stuff. And I, I, I thought to myself, I've got to, ask this guy if I can do a podcast because the stuff you were talking about was just so interesting and I'm overwhelmed by how little people seem to talk about this you know we need our mind it does everything for us from breathing to planning our future but why don't we look after it you know it's it seems to be something that we've got along thinking in this scientific world of you have to look after your body but you know it's like this the mind gets left behind and I picked up that you're very keen on you know looking after your mind but understanding how the mind works and and just going deep with it so so I'm very keen to talk to you and I'm not sure exactly where our podcast is going to go but um you're from Sri Lanka originally is that right right? yep I am I came from uh, Sri Lanka in the 70s Wow. Early 70s, yeah. and my dad was a doctor. And I think it was, I'm not sure, but it might have been the Colombo plan. Right. And uh, he came to New Zealand to a place called um, Gisborne. Mm-hmm. And he was stationed about three and a half hours' drive from there up north in a place called Tiararo. And it was very interesting because my dad was not only a doctor he was a great musician mm. and also a radio ham right and a radio ham yes what's that that's in the olden days when you had morse code yes and they would actually contact people around the world okay. and i remember my dad doing morse code yep and um he then contacted a person called jock white yes jock white in fact, Jock White's brother was Tiny White the All Black. Huh. And so I was in in that kind of environment uh, in Gisborne because my dad contacted him and he arranged for me to get a placement at Gisborne Boys High School. 
Wow, that's interesting. I mean, what was New Zealand like when you came? Do you remember just thinking, yeah, this is because it, there couldn't have been much happening in the little towns at that time. That's like, right. Was was there lots of kind of? It wouldn't have been like Auckland, for example. No, no way. Um, what my perception was because I was a teenager then, mm. and my perception was prior to coming here, what I had to do was sit an exam and there was mathematics and a little bit of um, physics and chemistry Mm -hmm. and I had to learn a Maori story. Wow. I had to, um, we we were um, interviewed and um, they asked me and I remember Tutanekai, the story I, I learned and so my initial thoughts when I was in Sri Lanka was that New Zealand was the fourth or fifth best country to live in the Mm. world. So coming from Sri Lanka, I thought, wow, this is going to be amazing. (laughs) So we traveled to Singapore and Hong Kong and a few other countries. I can't even remember where Mm. exactly we went. Then coming to Wellington, it was pretty amazing because the uh, lights weren't the same as you know in <laughs> in these uh, other countries, mm. so that was kind of a letdown for me. Yeah, but at the same time, it was intriguing because what I could smell was lamb. Right, and lamb actually made me sick. Oh, feel really sick. Okay, and we were served lamb on the flight, and I really stop myself from being sick. Is that right? Yeah. But I could smell the people and lamb. (laughs) The smell of lamb. Anyway, that going from there to Gisborne and then we flew to Gisborne and that was unique because uh, we had to wait for a train to go past before the plane landed because the the railway line goes through the um, runway. Yeah. And once I got, I mean, that was intriguing anyway. And then we drove up to Tiararoa and there was no power except for my dad's house. Because he was a doctor. Because he was a doctor. And uh, Did he talk to you about how he found New Zealand? I mean, those first no, few months. I didn't. I, I wonder I, how it was, you know, that must have been a, you know, he's working and trying to you know do the family thing and trying to work out these weird New Zealanders well I'll tell you something really personal to me um, I have a feeling because my dad died before I could ask right. most of these questions right so I was basically in New Zealand by myself since I was 19 is that right so wow yeah so what actually happened I feel is that my mum was meant to come out to New Zealand, but she didn't. Uh, my dad, I think, just wanted to get away from my mom. Right, okay. So, very interesting life because my dad married a Maori from Natiporo yep. up in um, the East Cape, mm-hmm. and I've got two sisters that live in Sydney. Wow. <laughs> that is a story, my friend. That is a story. Did you say to me when uh, you were at, at my work the other day that uh, the guy who was signing the paper when you arrived said you're like yeah, the 142nd Sri Lankan to come to New that's Zealand. That's one of those things that you remember forever. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting that they made you learn a Māori story? It feels yeah. like that would be a good thing for New Zealanders to do as yeah. young people. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, like sure. we're all encouraged to, I don't know, keep our CVs up to date. Sure. But how many of these stories do we know? And yeah. do you kind of get the feeling that, um, you know, I don't quite know how to articulate it. It's, it's something like out with the old, in with the new there seems to be this um, feeling that everything new and futuristic is amazing, but what are we leaving behind, you know, from the old days, meaning stories, customs? Yep. Um, do you kind of have a sense that, you know, part of what you do now with helping people with mindfulness is is actually taking it back to, you know, a time where you didn't have power, so you sat in the dark by the fire and chilled out? Yeah. Um, it's... There's a similarity to living in the past in the sense that we use our senses a lot more. Mm. And what we've kind of created in this world, I feel, is that we've walked away from our true nature quite a lot. Right. So I think people know that too, right? They do. They, they do. We, we know that. We know... Yeah. Suicides as high yeah. as it's ever been. Yeah. People are taking as much as they can, yes. whether it be food, iPhones, pills. Yes. Trying to find meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. they do. We know. So it. we know innately. Yeah. It's just um, this is a process that actually mindfulness reminds us to actually come back into the present moment mm. and check out with our senses where we are. Mm. So it's tuning into our senses and then that connects with your mind body and your emotions mm. do you think we are do you think technology's just moved a bit too quickly for our physical body and mind to keep up with is that where the, is it a, a little um have we hacked ourselves to think you know because you're saying we're kind of out of touch with our senses I'm trying to think if there's a divine plan or if there's this amazing thing called evolution, whatever people decide is right for them. Something seems to not be going right. We don't seem terribly happy, um, although, you know, we, we live in a reasonably peaceful time, don't we? We do. But In New Zealand and Australia, mm, we live in quite a bit of peace, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can look at the world and you can listen to other podcasts and, you know, the media and you'll find, you know, things that are really terrible. Mm. So we can do things a lot better for sure. The fact is that technology is where it's at mm. because we've got an amazing mind. True. And the amazing mind, when focused, can actually create things. Mm. So you create things that are in the world that are good for the world. Yeah. However, if you create good things in the world and things that work and you're successful in the world, if you're a mess within yourself, mm. what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> what's the point? Then that's a funny term because that's, I think, what a lot of people say sometimes. What's the point? Yeah. What, why would I clean my house? What's yeah. the point? You yeah. know? What did you want to be when you were, I guess, turning into a young adult, you know? Because it, it sounds like... 17 you came here yeah. and then 19 your father passed away and yeah. did you have the feeling that you were kind of like did you want to go back to Sri Lanka or stay here were you a, you know were you used to New Zealand by then um I decided it's actually funny 
when I really think back mm. because in Sri Lanka I wanted to get away from Sri Lanka only just to explore the world yes I didn't know that my mum was never going to arrive mm. and my two sisters were there um what I do remember is that coming away meant that I'm going to be in a world that's full of excitement mm-hmm. and futuristic things and modern and with technology mm-hmm. and all those things that Sri Lanka couldn't tap into easily mm. so staying here in New Zealand was my choice to say no I I I will actually be in New Zealand myself and carry on I actually like your question asking me what I wanted to be I don't think I'm one of those people that was brought up to say oh I'll be this that and the other <laughs> right. however in a very subtle manner what happens in Sri Lanka is that your family prunes or primes you <laughs> into such a way mm-hmm. that you become what a lawyer or a doctor or yeah. an engineer yeah. or some person of educated mind so that people will accept you mm, so right. that is one of the reasons why I wanted to go to university yeah however that didn't you know life had a different plan for me yeah. did, did you end up going i i actually was accepted at otago to go to, um to do medicine and um yeah my life changed i came up to auckland instead yeah what'd you do up here because <laughs> i'm intrigued a... going through the timeline i hope it's okay <laughs> yeah, with yeah, you it's fine there's a very very fascinating story and 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 you know we can jump in and out but i i'm, I'm i want to ask you all these things yeah. now <laughs> well i um came up to auckland and you, you know what's crazy is that we had um uh, people that were um like um advising us advisory roles where they right. would say you can actually do a a career in such and such yep. and this was at school mm-hmm. but i couldn't actually fit into anything because my my mind was primed to say hey you got to be a doctor or engineer right. or something or otherwise you're not yeah. successful in sri lanka wow so um i decided to do zoology a bsc in zoology yeah yeah and Good. that was my first and second year and however you know it it i transferred and actually did um an ncc in yep. mechanical eventually so i was very fortunate because i i got an adult apprenticeship mm. and um that's how come you know mit has mm. a, some sort of connection for me because i did my uh fitting and turning apprenticeship there as well wow it's a it's an interesting story and and how do you um how do you find your way into this world of working with the mind yeah well how that came about is it's um some people are actually great with goals we they can actually write down the goals i've written down many goals many times and most of the time i haven't achieved mm. most of it yeah. 
So I think we at, can all relate. To yeah, we, we kind of, as you get older, you have these, I, I can show you, I've got diaries mm. way back mm. where I've written stuff and I still look at some of them and go, wow, I never achieved any of those things. <laughs> so innately, I'm not even aligned to some of those things. Right. So the mind is actually telling you these are the things that you should do because society would like you mm. like that mm. right so that that's something in my mind not not in other people's mind right. that was in my mind so i went through a process of elimination more so than directives to say hey that's what you really love doing mm. i'm getting to do what i love doing now but i didn't actually do what i love to do you know, prior to this. And I think that's quite a common thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's probably more common than we would like to give it, give it credit, credit for. for yeah. You always hear people say things like, well, no one counts their money on the deathbed. Yeah. You know, they count their experiences and who's there. And and, and I, I wonder why that's such a strong human story. The one you explain about something like prestige, you know, yes. like uh, my mum's from the Pacific Islands and very much the same, you know. It's, yeah. it's uh, well, if you be successful either on the sports field yes. or you could be a doctor. The first time I um, was on television doing like an interview, she called me and says, you should have wore better clothes. You That's know, right. it was all about the prestige. And yeah. I remember thinking, well, don't you like it that I was just being me? Yeah. You know, and yeah. what does that mean, mum? What does that mean that I'm not suppressing myself to be someone else? But there must be a psychological reason. Maybe maybe it all ties back to, um, you know, back when we used to hunt. You had to actually be a good hunter. Yeah. To say you were something meant something, you mm -hmm. know. But I, I don't know. I think that's, uh, you know, uh, I hope I hope we find better ways to articulate this stuff because it's really important, yeah. right? It's important. Well, just like what you're doing now, I've never done a podcast before. And it's always fascinated me, you know, just sitting and talking to somebody <laughs> yeah. and then it's getting recorded and somebody else is listening to it. Mm. So... Just like what you're saying, when things are presented, I'm a person more so to look at it and go, hey, uh, this is interesting, and mm. I follow through with that. Mm. Whereas um, I've got one daughter that's, you know, 18, and Bianca knows what she wants, so to speak, whereas um, Tori, Victoria, has a different way of looking at it but she'll go and definitely get what she wants. Mm. And um, my oldest girl, Dana, she has a completely different way of approaching life, right? So I look at how I approach life and this way of living now is more succinct with my inner nature yeah. of allowing things to happen as they happen, I will actually make the best possible things, you know, apt at that time mm. with that moment. Yeah. So like this is experiencing every 
bit of juice that you can yes. for the moments that we're here. Mm. It's interesting that whole podcast thing too, because I start thinking, when is another scenario where me and you sit down and chat yeah. without people around, cell phones, yes. a time limit? Yes. You know, there's there seems to be um, less and less of that. Uh, you mentioned your your daughters, and I'm interested to to kind of work out. You know, was there part of you? Was there part of your dad and you? You know, when you were yeah. raising them, that still said, "Well, you know, it's not a bad idea to be a doctor." Yeah. Um, or, or, yeah. Yep. <laughs> there is definitely. Uh, I think with my first daughter, there was, mm. and. Um, my first wife is uh, Catholic, mm. so we actually did the Catholic things, you know. So yep. um, Dana went to Baradine, and um, it was on track to say, hey, you yeah. know, you go to university and whatever. Well, she didn't. So then I had to change the way I look at life. Yeah, man. So my second marriage was entirely different because I decided it's something some somewhere is not actually working and I always carry this unease with me and that's right. what's led to mindfulness really mm, like a necessity it's a it's a part where if you feel that your body is actually not in alignment mm. the body's telling you but I'm one of those people that um have ventured into life to um, trample on all the red flags that pop up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I make life really difficult. Yeah. I'm the one who's actually making them difficult. <laughs> but I see a red flag and I say, oh, yeah, it's only a red flag. I can walk around mm. it, through it or yeah. up and above it or, you know, dig under it and mm. then somehow get on to the other side. So doing that actually, after a few years, you actually get exhausted. Yeah. Um, but the red flags were always there. Mm. However, my mind was saying that you can get around it, but my body was actually saying, yeah, it's a hard road. Mm. However, keep going if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's led me to mindfulness, to mm. know that you got to get a balance between your mind and your body. Wow. I love that. I love that. And I have, I mean... I think we all know we need a better balance between mind and body. But, you know, I look at things like the mental health week that we're in. Sure. And we've given it this label. And people turn up and they have, you know, one meeting or they go to your session, they feel great. And then they go back to the grind, you know. Yeah. And and I sometimes sit there and I think, well, I think it's more than a week, team. I yeah. think it's like, I think it's a life yeah. thing. I think you have to... Uh, you know, constantly work it out. And, and I wonder if that's where a lot of people get um, maybe put off, you know. It's like if they say, eat less fat, go to the gym. Okay, that sounds doable. That's really hard to do. Yeah. Fat's delicious. Yes. And working out's hard. Yeah. So, well, you know, I think we just need to find better ways to introduce little bits, right? Sure. Mm. Yep. Small steps. Mm. The thing is, it's the analogy of using your body as a um, um, to do exercise so that you actually work all the limbs and get the blood flowing mm. to all the organs and you know you, you're living a living particle that's actually moving around mm. and it just needs exercise yeah so I remember so well 
um, because we were so fortunate in Sri Lanka. We were, um, I was sent to a school called Trinity College. And if you go to Trinity College or Royal College, then you were recognized as being, you know, going to some really amazing school. And at Trinity, we were trained as athletes by Olympic athletes that would come and serve. Um, And from that, I took that on when I went down to Gisborne and I was at Gisborne Boys High School. And I used to run at about five in the morning um, during summer. And people would stop and ask me whether I wanted to ride somewhere. <laughs> and I'd say, no, I'm training. And they'd go, training? What for? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing running? So this is in the 70s, right? Mm. So that analogy now, mm. you look at it now. If you don't go to a gym, you think that you're a lazy bum, exactly. right? Exactly. So now we are coming into an era where... We are saying we need the mind gym. Mm, true. So, of coal mind. That's a good idea. You should remember that term, mind gym. Well, I've got it as my there you go. my um, um, work logo. Yeah, good. Which is mind, Perfect. mind gym NZ. And your mind also needs exercise. Mm-hmm. So... These are just taking little steps now mm. to say, okay, let's do a little bit of mind gymming, you know? Where's your gym? It's the world. Yeah. It's, it's your gym. And do you think what happens is we, it's so unfit our mind that when a problem comes along that's too heavy, yeah. we can't lift it. We yeah. pull a muscle mentally. That's right. Ah, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah. So doing the little exercises, you'll find, wow. Now I have good muscle memory mm-hmm. in my mind. Could warming up, if we carry on down this you know, trend, could warming up be simply focusing on my breathing yep. or my, my in and out for two minutes, yep. like you'd warm up on a treadmill? It's actually asking yourself, like when I did that one-hour mm. session, first of all, to realize that there is only the now. Mm. When you realize there is only the now, the thing that's always present is always your body. Mm. So you focus on your body. And and you offer this as a, that's your profession, right? So if yeah. people listening or watching, they can, I mean, I'll put the your links sure. in the show notes and people can touch base with you, but you can actually be a mind coach for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's necessary. It's it's not a soft option anymore. It's like um, a personal trainer. That's yeah, what you are. It is. Yeah. It is a personal That's really trainer. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. Who would have ever thought? You just wouldn't have ever thought that would be a thing. That's right. I didn't when I first. I'm so grateful for a friend of mine who actually articulated it in mm. a certain way to say, hey, take it on because I didn't know I had the capability. And that's something else, you know. Um, Going through what I've managed in my life in New Zealand, you begin to understand that you get into something and if you like it, you actually find out that you've got, you know, great, tremendous skills that you can actually develop. So that's having an open mind, you know, and knowing that that open mind will allow things to happen when you've got it open. Yeah. 
That's cool. Do you have a bit more time to do some more podcasting? Ah, uh, not at the moment. Oh, <laughs> open mind. Come on. Um, what we do on this podcast is we have a sponsor, yes. and I do a little advert for them. So sure. if you don't mind, yeah. we'll just have a, like a 30 seconds so the audience can listen to an advert. It's sure. for a company called Float Culture. Have you heard of them? No, so float tanks, you know, right. we yes. isolation, yes. Um, basically... Uh, mindfulness on steroids yeah, because right. you can't see sure. your uh, floating and yes, weightlessness yes. I should I'd like to hook okay, you up you okay. should go and have a go at it okay. um, alright we're back with Wimal in kind of two seconds 30 seconds watch the advert and we'll see you in just a second we think life is about having the latest phone self-driving car a fat-free carefree think-free living trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters guess what 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Okay, so if you're keen to check out Float Culture, jump on the website now. And Vimal, we're gonna we're gonna get you a float. I'm keen to know what you think about floating, because it is strange. You're in a you're in dark weightlessness for an hour, and it's like I was trying to think. I don't think there's a time where us humans have that. No. Maybe at the similar time as the womb, you know, yeah, it's sure. dark and, you know, your weightlessness and then you come into this gravity world where yeah. literally there's weight on you, you know. So, you know, there's something about um, professionals and, and people are busy now and that's why I think these things like mindfulness and float culture are their necessary tools, you know. We're trying to find ways to deal with our real life stress you know and and um do you think um stress is like how do you approach stress do you think it's kind of um necessary is, is it a good thing for us to have some stress um my understanding is stress only comes about because we can't manage ourselves right 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 so we are wanting to to learn how to manage ourselves and control things mm. right so when things don't happen the way we want them to happen yeah we just put a word in and call it stress yeah. right <laughs> so then you begin begin to focus on the word stress mm. and stress then becomes all the things that you can't manage mm. to uh, do because they pile up on top of each other yeah and become such a heavy burden mm. you go well that's stressful however if you where to work out, hey, what am I actually doing right now? And this is the mindfulness practice, which actually starts to look at your mind and the thoughts that come through. And this is a process with uh, a company that I facilitate for. Uh, the guy, Carl Baker, has actually done an amazing mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. by giving us a four-week um, program with topics just understanding mindfulness and the 
immediate benefits you get. Yeah. Thoughts and how the thoughts actually interact with mindfulness. Then the thoughts, how they go into emotions and what that interplay is. Mm. And then actually coming to the realization radically to accept that things need to change mm. if you want to actually move on. Otherwise, you know, you're banging your head against the same wall. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're doing those things in a particular way, then you'll find that stress, stress becomes another word and not a doing that you cannot manage. Right. Yeah? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So it's like if you're cold, you just haven't prepared yourself properly for sleeping. Yeah. Cold is just, it's a thing, but we gave it a word. Yes. And it doesn't exist if you have a nice blanket. Yeah, okay. correct. Yeah. You know, you, you take cold, for instance. If you... You can change the temperature of your body, mm. right? So by doing exercise, you'll get warm. True. Right? So where's the cold then, mm. you know? Mm. So <laughs> it's on your perception yeah. at that time. So th those are the things that you delve into once you start getting into mindfulness and then realizing, really, where am I, where am I at today? You know, today I'm just sitting here talking with you mm. yes i'm not concerned about all the other things you know that i have to do mm. i might do as soon as i walk out yep. however i learn to manage that mm. and you know i think there's something inbuilt in us where if you're having a good conversation with someone you can't help but be in the moment right Correct. because it's an inbuilt thing yeah it's like isn't it amazing that it is like that? You know, like when you've had a nice meal, you feel satisfied. Yeah. I think it's the same with um, with what we're doing now. Yeah, you know? like, it is. It, the time time does not matter mm, mm. because we are actually engaged in some yep. conversation that's really mutually benefiting us. Correct. And we're not distracted. Mm. So the world today is just distracted. Distracted. So yeah. You know, we, and we love the word disruptive, <laughs> but it should be distracted. <laughs> eh? yeah. There's always something. Well, disruptive technology is coming in mm. to allow that distraction to be probably managed. Yeah, true. Right? So yeah. learning how to adapt to the technology, you'll find that technology hasn't, advanced that much you know that we can't handle it mm. it's just that there are situations that we have we don't address mm. in ourselves by just stopping and pausing for a while yeah. uh, that makes it you, you can't actually distinguish what's you know real and what's not real mm. Vimal are you optimistic about the future of humanity yes I am and you said that without thinking yeah. about it <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, because if I'm doing it and I see the people that I um, engage with now, yes, there's a lot of people that, you know, aren't ready. Mm. Uh, however, I see the ones that are ready and I read the books and I listen to the YouTube mm. um, conversations that are taking place. I see the people that are not in the media space because of whatever reason. Yep. However, you see the people that are doing in fact, there's a, I can't recall the name, but there are more than 150,000, maybe even 500,000 little groups of people, companies and so forth that are doing things towards humanity to change the way 
we have been operating for the last 200 years in the mm. industrial world. Mm. And there's a third revolution happening mm. quietly. What is that third revolution? I, it's it's learning how to change your uh, the energy, the use of energy. Right. So from what I've read, and this is my understanding, there's three things: there's communication, there's uh, energy, and uh, logistics. Mm. So all three have to change, wow. right? C- communication has changed already because of the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at changing the way we operate now, I mean, me coming from Sri Lanka, well, hey, you didn't have a cell phone Mm. those days. So I used to write a letter to my mum. We were practically forced to write a letter every Sunday at the boarding school. And I think my mum still got those letters. Really? So every Sunday I would write a letter because you couldn't, telephone her mm. so wow. that was the communication so i wouldn't hear for nearly a month how did they find out that your dad passed away that's there's a long story and that's that's probably, probably <laughs> too much okay i get it i get it yeah yeah, yeah no because i was wondering if it was you know get going back and forth yeah no that's that's um wow i just get the overwhelming sense that hum humans uh, are very complicated but i think if we can align ourselves properly it can feel easy eh? yeah it's like imagine if you had to physically control your heart rate your breathing your mind your sweat it'd be so overwhelming yeah. and but if we can get it just to work by itself a little bit, yes, um, yeah, yeah. No, and I feel like that's that's what everyone who's listening in the car at the gym doing the dishes. I think we're all just trying to seek what what the next step is for us. You know, sure. You know, just congratulate you on actually asking me to come here mm, and do this. You. That's a connection. Yeah. So the connection connectivity is what people want, mm. right? Mm. There's a yearning for that. However, different sorts of things are happening in our life and we think that those are the real things, you know, that you need to attend to (laughs) and you forget the necessary things, you know, Mm. that we need to do. So paying attention to your senses is only just the beginning. Yeah. Um, Very, very fascinating. And, you know, I'm sure we could go on for hours and hours and hours and maybe we can do another podcast or you should start your own podcast. That would be amazing. I'll help you with it. Uh, Two more questions, and then I think we'll just gently land this plane. Um, what's one? I know you teach mindfulness, and people can reach out to you and and you know um, ask for your services and work out with you what that means. But what's one thing someone can do today that might just improve their life? Sure. You know, is is, yep. there, is there one little piece of? The first thing I would say is. Just recognize that there is only this moment, mm-hmm. right, in our life. Uh, because that's a question that you would pose and say, no, there's the past, there's the future. And, you know, yeah, I like to plan stuff and that. Yes, amongst all of it, you know, very, very quickly, if you were to just take on the fact that there is only the now, mm-hmm. what is present now yep. is our body right and it's present all the time so one of the things we can do is with our body we know there are five senses and one of the functions is breathing so you can actually start breathing Mm. and 
focus on your breath, just coming in and out. That's all. You don't need to worry about whether it's fast, slow or whatever. However it comes out is the breath is fine. The other thing is you can shut your eyes, take a breath, exhale and keep breathing and just listen to the sounds right here, right now. Mm. I can even hear the birds out there, right? I can hear us talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear this mic just yep. moving around, yep. right? This is where I am. Mm. Then you can open your eyes and look at five things that you can see that you can touch. Your mm. body is one of them. So whenever you're reminded that things are getting out of control and things are overwhelming you, you can just take a breath and go, wow, where am I? I'm here. Yeah. So then you recognize that you're actually there and not in your mind. For a moment, you were in your mind. Mm -hmm. Right? That's (laughs) mind-blowing. That's that's so cool, you know, and it's something that I think we'll look back and we'll say, isn't it interesting we didn't do simple techniques like that? Because yeah. it's so it's so good for us. That's right. Um, I can think about when someone's on the internet, on Twitter, on Facebook, and they can't wait to reply. And you know, you're wrong because of these reasons. You know, how good would it be just to like, let's shut the laptop, let's close the eyes, yeah. let's listen, let's remind where we are, That's what right. we're doing, and then if you still feel like educating the rest of the world go for it but at least you've given your mind a second to remember no that makes complete sense to me um and and the final thing is i try and articulate this show it's called please blow my mind and it's a it's i put the please in it because i really do want people to help blow my mind Mm -hmm. for all of us you know like the shared conversation the shared experience the acknowledgement that um life is uh full of you know, it's full of goods and bads yeah. and brights and darks and, and we're somewhere in the middle all the time. You know, sure. we're somewhere in the past, present, future. Um, it's the most mystical thing, but it's also very scientific and there's a lot going on. So so to to help me kind of deal with it, I ask every guest, you know, was there a moment in your life which, you know, was a mind-blowing moment? It, and I kind of mean like you couldn't look at the world the same after you realized it or learnt it. Do you yeah. have a moment where that happened to you? I probably recall many moments mm-hmm. like that, yeah. you know, and that's what's actually making me live in a different way. Right. Right. So, a, you know, a blow moment would be just seeing my daughters being born, yeah. you know, just yeah. the three of them. You just have, uh, you look at a sperm and an egg Mm -hmm. and you go, whoa, how did this little (laughs) being come out of there? And, you know, just look at us now. Mm -hmm. And what blows my mind is that this is just an accumulation of food. (laughs) (laughs) So that blows my mind. More food for some. (laughs) Yeah. But in the process, if a um, piece of rice or a bowl of rice actually turns into me Mm. you know and um, a piece of meat turns into me Mm. how phenomenal is that yeah it's it's a miracle that (laughs) the body can actually do that we don't know how it does it Mm. i don't know how it does it but it does break it down and Mm. actually then we grow like that. Yeah. So from a sperm and an egg, that's blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> no one thinks about that at all. 
But that's the most amazing stuff it ever, is. eh? It is. How, my... how can that shape yeah. come up to this shape? Yeah, I get it, man. <laughs> we're, we're together on that. That is yeah. mind-blowing. Uh, I want to thank you for um, being a guest on my podcast. A lot of people say, how do you find the guests on your show? And I am a bit embarrassed because I say, well, it's this is going to sound weird. It's more of a feeling I get. Yeah, sure. When I meet someone, yep. something says to me, ask that person if they'll be a guest on your podcast. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an algorithm. No. I don't have a series of boxes. Yes. I just think, wow, that's an interesting person. They've got something to tell, and I f- I'm following that. Yeah, I'm not like that most of my life. It's been pretty calculated. Sure, you make a plan, you go after it. But for this podcast, I'm like, I have to be a bit vulnerable and be okay with, um, you know sitting down and getting to know you yeah. in front of the rest of the world. And it's sure. a pretty, it's an interesting dynamic, but thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for blowing our minds. And again, if anyone wants to uh, follow your journey or if they want to contact you about your services, what's the best way for them to get in contact? At the moment, I'm just in the, um, it's it's a fledgling sort of uh, uh-huh. approach uh-huh. because uh, what I was talking about is that there's a big change happening in the uh-huh. world and that's going from web two to web three. Yep. So learning how to actually work in a um, decentralized system yep. um, means that I have to adopt a new way of getting the message out. Uh-huh. And that's a, it's happening. Yep. It's happening in the world. It's been happening for a little while and a lot of people know about it. So at the moment, if they can contact you and you actually sounds good, you know, pass, pass me on. the yep. details, yep. then I'm really happy to do that. Awesome. Once I get set up my mind, mind gym NZ yep. uh, with a website and so forth, then that's probably another way. Awesome. Well, we can't wait till that's all set up because man, we need that stuff now. You know, the All Blacks they have that kind of yeah, stuff, and and all we see is these people who eat wheat bix and drink Powerade, and we think that's amazing. It's like no, they're doing something up here as they well. Are, absolutely, they got the mental skills, they yep. got the mindfulness, yep. they're eating the right food. But the rest of us in general population, yeah. No one's sharing that stuff, That's you know, right. so I'm super on board. Yeah. Well, thank you again for blowing our minds, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, Well, Cool. Just quickly, before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming, and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio, and that's where I need your help. (sighs) So let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified, chicken nugget type content of one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio. And thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up and invite you on a road trip of ideas 
that will blow your mind. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes, 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 then please click on my give a little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.